Once again, it's time for that international roadshow of sheer intellect. It is no agenda. I'm Adam Curry coming to you from a blustery and wet United Kingdom. And I'm John C. Dvorak up here in the Pacific Northwest, home of Microsoft, Nintendo USA, and Sega. And uh, uh, John's uh, Deli. <laughs> right, the Spicer's Delicatessen. Oh, Spicer's. Spicer's Delicatessen. You, sound, you have a cold. I, I'm congested because it rained for some unknown reason here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, last night I got I got congested for some God knows what reason. Mm. So I sound terrible. Let me ask you a very important question, John, right off the bat. You ready? Yeah. Do you have the Olympic fever yet, John? Olympics? When do they start? <laughs> You're horrible. <laughs> oh, did you see the opening ceremony? You know, I turned it on last night to see what the heck was going on, and I saw some of it. It was very dull that opening ceremony. Really? They had to get every. I thought so. I mean, I watched and it they... live. I mean, you you must have been watching repeat. No, wait a minute. I don't know. Was it live or was that a repeat? I uh, I think it was probably on tape. Yeah. But then they, you know, one of the channels had the uh, you know these guys walk, walking around sluggishly around the thing holding their flags, and I couldn't. Oh yeah, watch that, much no, that. no, that but that's that's after the whole opening ceremony. So you didn't see the fireworks and the. Uh, oh no, I'm sure the. No, I didn't. No. Oh, oh my, oh my God, man, it was amazing. You know the director who did. Um, ah, what are all those movies like? Uh, what was that Flying Dragon movie? Help me out. Uh. Flying dragon, flying daggers, couch. crouching tiger, flying crouching tiger. Yeah, okay, yeah, that one. That guy. So he 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 did it all. John, I swear to God, they had fireworks um, of footsteps of giant footsteps walking towards the stadium. It was it was unbelievable the way they did that. Well, you know, the Chinese invented fireworks, and so they do a pretty good bang up job, as it were. And I found out they also invented the compass. So they say. <laughs> um, oh, this is one of these disputed uh, who invented so, it things. Well, anyway, so they did. I missed that. So I suppose I missed the, probably the best part because if the rest of it's going to be like what else they were showing, like two person wom- women's uh, volleyball <laughs> between you know some Yugoslavian team in Australia or something like that, and one of the women on the, I think it was the Australian volleyball team. You, I just hard to believe it's not actually a guy <laughs> kind of wearing a. John. Bikini. Seriously, it looks like, it looks like Jim Carrey. You know, when he first that bikini top. Just like, I like uh, you know my favorite Olympic sport is uh, field hockey, women's field hockey. I just love those skirts. You know what I mean? Like when when they run and then the skirts just kind of flop up. Hey, you know that reminds me. You know something I saw recently in one of these um, uh, track and field events. There was this this uh, in fact they took some pictures of it off the some screen captures I was going to blog and I never got around to it but there was this woman who was a um, pole vaulter mm-hmm. and I noticed a couple other ones too wearing the she was essentially wearing a thong <laughs> yeah it was for speed and flexibility yeah, right. and for speed. ratings John it's all about ratings dude anyway she had a pretty nice figure too <clears throat> and she had this thong on and a just a you know tight fitting top bikini top, and I'm looking at this saying, "What is this? you know?" I, I can also use, when she goes up on the pole, then you you immediately imagine a you know a pole dancer, and uh, then she flips over into the thing and bounces around, and you're going, 
wow, this is like borderline <laughs> lewd. But that's but it's an it's an interesting thought, you know. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's all kinds of um, aerodynamics and uh, and all kinds of uh, technology involved. But at the same time, I'm really thinking television ratings. There's just no no two well, ways about it. Well, I'm thinking that too because the guys aren't so scantily dressed. I mean, if it was gonna if that was all it was about, you know, the guys would. I mean, the guys are wearing a, a you know a full t-shirt you know level top it's tight fitting speedo top whatever and then and you know pretty good size pants mm. and when they're doing the same sports why is why is this woman wearing a thong and a bikini top well i think i, mean, ba- I think ba- no, i think basically because um uh guys and thongs is just not a good look perhaps <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, if you really have to win. Well, no, I mean, you know, I, I know lots sure. of women who who love the way those guys look. It has nothing to do with what they're wearing. Men are just so superficially stupid that you know we have to be thinking scooge all the time. Otherwise, you know, we don't get excited. Well, all I know is that it, this is a trend that somebody's. I don't know. It just seems distracting. I, these girls are obviously doing it for just. I think you're right. It's for ratings. Ratings. Or for, yeah. Getting a, a modeling contract or something. Well, you, nev- you never hear how much money is actually involved in the Olympics, but you know, besides just what China spent on on infrastructure and you know what they'll hopefully bring in and in, uh, in new business, you know, the 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 television rights worldwide for the Olympics is just outrageous. Yeah, it's billions of dollars. I think the I, I'm not a big fan of the Olympics or the Olympic Committee or the basic no. corruption that <laughs> takes place. Ditto. And- <laughs> Ditto. Yeah, but the one thing that, that you know, China, uh, it's going to be interesting to see because we haven't seen any good, at least I haven't, and I haven't really started watching. I'm sure it's going on as we speak. Um, see the how exactly how much they managed to clean up the air. Oh no! This, no, remember we were joking about it. We were joking about uh, about the smog. It was. It, I watched the BBC from yesterday. I don't know from like ten in the morning until uh, until the boring part of the uh, opening ceremony where all the athletes come in carrying the flags. And every, every single time they were talking about it, you know, it's like now let's go take a look at uh, you know here's a repeat of the Olympic flame coming down the Great Wall of China. Well, at least we think that's the Great Wall of China. You know, <laughs> it, and, and and the official word was it's missed. It's not smog, it's mist, John. That's what it is. Well, actually, I've been to the Great Wall of China, and uh, it probably it may have been mist, because it's a very, that area, is, uh, for some reason, it's got a lot of mist. Oh, you party pretty. pooper. Yeah, but also around, this, around the stadium. I mean, it's, it's clear that they've got uh, some, kind, the- some kind of issue in the air. <laughs> it's pretty funny. All I know is when they were doing all the re- early reports... To- They'd have a guy standing there. You might as well have been in the studio because yeah. it was just a guy standing there in just this gray mass, yeah. Yeah. vaguely, you know, visible. It's funny because it reminds me of what Holland used to look like in uh, in the mid seventies. You know, that, the climate has changed since then, uh, but Holland used to be just like that. And you know, really, really gray, overcast, mist in the morning, very depressing. Uh, hopefully, most of China isn't like that. Well, China, you know, if you look at paintings that go back even before they industrialized, you know, people who do art in China. In fact, I've got a few pieces I've collected. Uh, they never show a blue sky. Hmm. The skies are always white, yeah, which makes it easier to paint a painting, I suppose. But I got a <laughs> it was a shortcut. Fuck it. Let's, you know, let's just not go on that. This sky shit is too hard. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's like there's a big contrast between the art that comes out of China because the rarely see any you know interesting skies 
as opposed to you go to Southeast Asia. And the, so I, when the first time I visited Vietnam, I go in, it, the first thing you notice is like, my God, what is going on with this sky? Mm. It's got all kinds of cloud formations. It's, it's got big sky look like, you know, Montana would have. It's got, you know, stormy. It's got all kinds of looks. And, those, and they paint fantastic cloud scenes, uh, all the artists down there, because you, you don't even need to paint anything else. You just look up and start going going at it. It's quite interesting. Yeah, a friend of mine's been taking, he's uh, going. He's doing a world tour. That's like second or third time he's done it. And he, uh, he was just, uh, he went through Mongo. And he, send, he sends pictures now, of course, you know, because we've got digital and and you can get Wi-Fi even in Mongolia. Uh, and he actually went, uh, so some of the pictures have just been astounding. But he also uh, was in, uh, I think it was in Mongolia for the, the most uh, recent eclipse, which looked pretty mm. spectacular. Well, I haven't been to Mongolia. Mm. So, or Tibet or half those places. I'm probably never get those places are kind of off the beaten track. Well, you'll, you'll, meet, you'll uh, meet my friend. He's in San Francisco um, this week, and I'm out there as well. I'm coming out tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah, so you know what that means? It's time for another Customs Border Patrol Agency trip. <clears throat> yeah, you're going to, uh, uh, yeah, take notes. Mm-hmm. I do want to say one thing. You know, uh, actually, I heard you guys on Twit talking about it as well. Um, and, and I'm not quite sure what the, what the big hoopla is, because I think you and I even uh, found out, yeah, it must have been months ago, that, uh, you know... <laughs> If you're not on, uh, if you're not officially in the country yet, then the U.S. Border and Customs Patrol Agency, Inc. Limited, has uh, has the absolute authority to search anything and everything about you. You don't have your First Amendment rights yet, and I don't know what the big hoopla is all of a sudden about this. Oh, they can check your laptops. Like they've been able to do that and have been doing that for a long time, as far as I know. Well, all I know is it's a lot better than years and years ago, before actually before nine eleven, where they made you boot the laptop. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you have to. St- I'm like, why do they want me to start it up and potentially bring it to a, an explosion in their face? You know, it's like, why do you want that? If you don't trust it, you want me to really start it in front of you? Here, I'll point the screen towards you, my friend. <laughs> I know that's what's so funny, but the, the, then of course there was this practical joke floating around that you slip onto somebody's laptop, which when they booted it would come up with a countdown to explosion. Five, oh no, three, <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> I always thought that was one gag, and then the other one that gag, which I've never done, but I've always thought it would be humorous, is you get a um, some lead foil, uh, which is a you know it's like aluminum foil and it's lead, mm-hmm. and then you would cut out the silhouette of a gun <laughs> and then you slip it into one if they're if they're packing a book or something you slip it into the book oh wait not so fast john i gotta take notes for my upcoming trip hold on yeah. <laughs> slip slip it into a book as a bookmark <laughs> oh yeah uh-huh yeah I and they wouldn't that. you know, yeah right. Some and then as it was the X-ray, you could just imagine. I was listening to um, uh, what was it? Uh, either on the media? No, it was probably Fresh Air uh, earlier this week. And they had this guy on. You heard about this book? I even forgot the author's name. It's like a, like a whistleblower about this. Uh, uh, it has been in the news uh, about the um, the letter that came from Hubush, Hububush or whatever his name is. The uh, um, security guy for Saddam Hussein and was and you know he was there was a backdated letter that uh, came to the White House because 
this guy had already said, hey, you know, we don't have any weapons of mass destruction. Did you hear any of that at no, all? I don't, uh, no, it's, not, it's been suppressed or I missed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll find out the uh, the author's name. Uh, and, of course, I haven't read the book either. But th- what has been in the news, and I've seen a couple of reports about it. So apparently this um, uh, there was contact between – he was uh, – he must have been CIA, this guy. Uh, there was contact between the CIA and uh, Saddam Hussein's, you know, chief of intelligence, Hubu Bush, I think his name is. <laughs> it's something like Hubu Bush, Hubu Bush. That's it. <clears throat> and so Hubu Bush said, you know, look, you know, then this was before we uh, before we went into Iraq. Hubu Bush is saying, um, you know, look, you like dude, saying that Hubu Bush, Hubu we don't have any weapons of mass destruction. And so, you know, this was all back and forth. And you know, the, the essence of the story is, of course, that. Um, the White House ignored it, and then they had some documents falsified, which, of course, this is a truly impeachable offense, et cetera, et cetera. But what really uh, caught my attention about the story, you know, besides the fact that, you know, the president lied and we went into uh, a country illegally, false pretenses, et cetera, um, huh. that uh, so the, the, uh, the English had been following these 25 guys who uh, had the idea of mixing liquids on the plane and blowing up all these um, U.S.-bound planes from the U.K., right? And this is um, uh, what eventually has resulted in us not being able to carry more than 100 milliliters of of urine uh, in your carry-on bag. Uh, and what happened was, is that uh, the uh, you know the English really wanted to take it easy. They had all these guys on a 24/7 surveillance, and you know they wanted to get some real hard evidence. You know they even said in conversations, "Look, you know here in England, we take things a little slower. We make sure we've got all the evidence we need, so there's no no mess up." And uh, but don't worry because they can't make a move without us. And then what um, the White House did, either Bush or Cheney or whomever, uh, you know, they basically locked, you know, uh, blew the whistle on this Hububush guy, uh, or or you know, who was in contact now with one of the informants, um, so that the twenty five people being watched in the UK, of course, were immediately alerted, and the. Um, and the Brits then had to scramble in the middle of the night and run all over the freaking place. And I remember how weird this was when this arrest came down. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this? It, it already felt really strange. And now we know the backstory that the U.S. blew the whistle. And uh, and that was because Bush had such a low uh, approval rating at the time and everything was all messed up. Um, you know, they, he needed some kind of you know, new like mini event to chalk something up for terrorism. And so he, they blew the whistle so that then the Scotland Yard had to you know rush and go and apprehend all these guys. And they're having to let him go now one by one because they really have no hard hard evidence on him. It's a fascinating story. Huh. <clears throat> well, uh, how did huh, interesting. Let me see if I can find it. It's around here. I guess, mm. I so. guess that means that Scotland Yard and the Brits shouldn't have shared so much. Well, I think they were working together, but they were like, you know, according to this guy here, who boo-boosh. Let me see. If they, <laughs> somehow that doesn't seem like that's the right spelling. No. <laughs> I think you're just making up the name. Who-boosh. Maybe it's who-boosh. Who-boosh? Oh, man. Crap, I don't know. I'll, I'll find it in... Uh, I'll uh, I'll send you a link to the uh, <clears throat> uh to that show. It was good. Okay. So, yeah, it's a yeah. good, good story. Oh, and John, what I listen to what I have here. You can't you can't tell, of course. Can you hear? It's uh four DVDs, and what do these DVDs contain? They, uh, can, they contain all of the Curry family home albums. 
home uh, movies, which were transferred from Super 8 millimeter uh, film to DVD of Africa. Oh, when, it, when did you finally do that? Well, actually, so my sister heard us talking about it, and she says, no, 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 Bob doesn't have them. I had them because my mom wanted to throw them out. And uh, so she basically rescued him. She'd had him sitting around the house forever. And I said, well, you know, let's have someone uh, put him on the DVD. And it turns out that her husband, one of her, one of his friends, uh, was able to do it. He did it for free and uh, made everyone a copy. And so now I've super, got like super eight, super eight super millimeter. Eight yeah. From 67 wow. to 75, I think. And there's some pretty amazing stuff on there. It's not, it's not just Africa. It turns out, uh, uh there's, uh, me at the there other places you you were at, would they give you knockout pills? So they'd, okay, let's move to New Guinea. It's really weird watching this because you, you see things like, oh wow, I remember because I don't really don't remember that much of Africa because I was three years old. But seeing all of these images, I'm like, shit, I, yeah, I totally remember that. You know, and then all the hmm. stuff just po- starts popping in, and you know, we're we're fishing for you know big game fish, and I remember that and. Uh, I certainly remember the, the, the lions having sex when we had to wait for like half an hour until they were done. But it's great because my dad really got the, some awesome footage. It's, it's really amazing when you see this sex sequence. It's hot, baby. And I um, see there was also, we were in uh, uh, in different parts of Asia. All of a sudden, there I am at the Taj Mahal. Um, there's me at the Acropolis. I mean, it's really priceless footage. I mean, so, you know, and, and things that look quite differently, uh, now than, you know, than they did then. But here's what was funny. There was some, I was trying to figure out what, what country we were in. And I saw something called, it was called the Three Sisters Inn. And, uh, and I thought it might be Japan. Um, and so I Googled the Three Sisters Inn, the first hit. It was the exact same sign. The, the building was a little more modern and it was in Kyoto. And it was just like, wow, you know, <laughs> it was just a, it's a pretty amazing experience. I'll bring them with me. So if, if you're interested, uh, we'll, we'll make copies. Yeah, there's some, there's yeah, I'd some, like to see them. There's some, Sounds some, like good travel log footage. Well, there's, um, there's some really good close up footage of uh, President Abote and, uh, you know, all kinds of ceremonies. I have no idea what it's all about, but it's, uh, it's cool to watch. Yeah. Now, was that the Super 8? There was a Super 8 uh, format that had a soundtrack on it. Was this no, a this soundtrack? Is, no, unfortunately not. This is before that. In fact, when you look at it, it has a very high Zapruder kind of vibe to it. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. You know, kind of the rounded edges on the screen because it doesn't quite scan all the way through, you know, and the colors and the flash of, uh, you know, like a bad bad frame. It's it's uh, it's pretty awesome. It's, yeah, it's 1968, man. You know, that's like, was that 40 years ago? Yeah, 40 years ago. Yeah, it's amazing any of these old, yeah, people have to find these old uh, films and transcode them. Because they'll, yeah, because they you'll lose them, right? Eventually they'll just, uh, they'll well, be they're, bad. they're all fading. I mean, one of the problems is, the, you know, that the, they're just turning, they're all the, the colors aren't, aren't going to be there. Yeah. In fact, in yeah, fact, there's already a lot color going. All is a miracle. Yeah. Although I think you can probably uh, run it through eventually a, computer program to yeah, it'll, it'll re-enhance oh sure yeah well of course so now i've got them on dvd now i have to worry about the lifespan of the dvd you know so it's like well, you know we're going to put another backup of this you know uh, i find i'm i wind up in my life with uh, a couple of these uh 100 gig hard drives these firewire drives and they're labeled stuff like photo archive and uh, <laughs> it's just like it's like and you just have to schlep that along you know for fear of eventually losing everything well, you know, it's, yeah. Well, I mean, you have the, the modern 
phenomenon of media dying and uh, then you can't use it ever again. I mean, I still probably have some backup cassettes that, uh, or, uh, you know, dat tapes or whatever that no, dat nothing tapes, can yeah, read yeah. it. Or, you yeah, know, yeah. just, yeah, but the, uh, I don't think it's that much different though than having a cache of negatives that you might have around the house that your mom would just chuck. Yeah, just I throw mean, out, right? I mean, I, we have like, uh, my mother probably threw out 90% of uh, that kind of thing. I mean, if, oh. it, if I hadn't scrounged it, you know, when I was younger. Oh, that's horrible. My, my wife's mom was worse. They had a bunch of you know, art. <laughs> Dude, from- by definition, that would be your mom-in-law? Yeah. yeah, okay. They're always worse. Actually, actually, my mother-in-law, is a, I got along with her famously, but she was, she apparently threw out everything that, you know, that was worth, I mean, she's just talking about, we're talking about 18th century, you know, oil paintings no that the, their family collected. She just like, no give way. them away. Oh, here we go. I'm sorry. I was wrong. It was, it was a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, Ron Suskind. That's the guy who wrote the book. You were wrong. Well, who'd you say it was? I thought it was some CIA dude. It's called The Way of the World. That doesn't mean you, you're not necessarily contradicting yourself. It could, it could be a CIA dude. <laughs> good, good point. Well, he worked for the New York Times. Yeah, you're right. It could have been a CIA yeah, dude. You, you, you keep, uh, you know, I keep proving the point, don't I? <laughs> uh, here we go. In his, uh, in his new book, The Way of the World, A Story of Truth and Hope in a New Age of Extremism, crikey, who wants a title like that? Author Ron Suskind alleges that the Bush administration knew Iraq had no weapons of mass destruction and eventually fabricated intelligence assets to support its case for war. Both the White House and the CIA deny his claim. So he's, oh, that's it. So he's got the CIA guy on record, on tape. Um, and he, he has every, you know, he's a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. He says, look, I've got everything on tape. I've got, you know, signed affidavits. You know, the fact that these people are denying it now, it's like, yeah, <laughs> duh. Hmm. It sounds like it's something to read. Yeah. So what else is going on over there? So I'm drinking this tea this morning, by the way. Mm-hmm. Is this a trend over in England? Because, you know, some one of our British friends sent this uh, tea over. And it's it's Tetley's um, Earl Grey with vanilla. Oh, God. Yeah, that shit's starting over here. You know what's next? What? Is, uh, you know, it's... This is somewhere, somehow, some point in time, someone decided that all the teas now have to be fruity teas and, and flavored teas. And I don't know how they, why this is happening, but it's infiltrating everywhere. And I don't like it. No, I mean, you can add your own flavor if you want to add flavor, yeah, it seems to me. That's my point. But, but uh, huh, it must be some marketing guy out over there convincing these people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you think. And I'll see it. When I see PG tips, you know, chocolate flavored or something, then I'll know it's the the end is near. Yeah, they're uh, in the supermarkets now. They're uh, <laughs> this is so cool. They're all really enthusiastic. Uh, some trials, so you know, you can buy booze in uh, in the supermarkets here, but of course you have to be at least sixteen. And uh, so they they're now they've got a new project that is being I think sixteen nut. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well. We like to get our kids started young here. <laughs> and it's working, quite frankly. Um, so in the, super, in the supermarket, they'll actually have a camera um, at the checkout. Because there's always these arguments, right? You know, you're overage, underage, and then you have uh, kids on the weekends who are actually at the, um, 
at the at the at the register, and they can't actually sell it unless you know some other adult at another register uh, sees and approves. And there's all kinds. It's a hassle, or at least that's what they're saying. So now there's going to be a camera hooked up to a central network. And there will be uh, official uh, uh, screeners who will be sitting there watching the monitors, looking at um, at who wants to purchase booze, and you know they'll either approve it or they won't. And that's going to be like a central, some kind of central command that's going to do that for all the supermarkets. And the government's excited about it, and they want to subsidize part of it, and like. But they're excited about this kind of mo- this this proactive monitoring of people yes. going through the checkout yes. line. They're excited. They're excited. God. They literally said this is very exciting. This is really fantastic. You know, we know it's funny. Uh, but Christina has uh, had a little bit of a flu, and uh, she really, there was this concert she wants to go to. And of course, she's sitting out in the rain right now as I look outside. So she's like, "Now, yeah, Daddy, you got to go get me some happy uh, happy drugs. I got to get better in a couple of days." So. I go off to, to Boots, and I figure, you know, I'll pick her up something, because they don't have NyQuil or anything like that, God forbid. Um, I figure I'll Boots, pick, of course, is, is the pharmacy. Yes, the pharmacy. Big pharmacy, yeah, chains, big pharmacy chains. And, um, and so I figure I'd pick up a, um, uh, like something like Night Nurse, Day Nurse, or whatever, part, with paracetamol uh, in it. And then I, and I grab a, a box of paracetamol aspirin. And the register literally would not accept the sale because you can't have two products that can, that contain paracetamol. And I, and I was like, wow, why? I said, well, you know, because there's so many overdoses. I'm like, I've never heard of this ever. So an, <laughs> o, except, for, except, of course, for Bruce Ivins, the scientist who killed himself on aspirin. So I've never in my life heard of someone overdosing on paracetamol. And I figure if anyone knows about this chemical, John, it's you. Yeah, I don't know anything about it actually, mm-hmm. but I think it's weird that they would have this kind of thing built into the registers now. That that country over there is like some <laughs> fascist state. It is, man. <laughs> no, we have to use a new word. It's not good enough, fascist state. Yeah, I know, and you know, everyone's come up with. We 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 sent this plea out, I guess, a few weeks ago. Yeah, two two or like, three shows ago. Yeah, no one has come up with anything. I mean, one guy came up with neo-fascists. I said, what are you kidding me? Yeah, that's not new. And then not oligarchy. This does no it's good. not the same thing. It's not the same thing, no. Yeah, I don't know. We just call it, uh, I don't know, UKism. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but but people are feeling it here. They really are. And, the, you know, it's it's starting. To, it's really starting to piss people off, I can tell. It's about time. They sure are tolerant. Well, they're mainly they're tolerant because there's so many rules against uh, protest. You can't actually protest legally in Britain anymore. You know, all that shit's been taken away. Hmm. And it's it's true. You well, know, you know, they almost have the, they kind of have the same thing here. I mean, like they now they have free speech zones. <laughs> yeah, right. If you want to protest, uh, then you can do that uh, ten miles south. <laughs> almost, and they in the free speech zones. They're usually they're fenced in, so it's almost like you know if they wanted to, they could probably just say, "Well, we got them locked up already. Let's just uh, <laughs> put a you know a couple uh, padlocks on the uh, gates and uh, let's gas them. Let's gas yeah, these." Yeah. <laughs> John, <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. The gates thing, the the camps, yeah. I don't know about the gassing. 
Well, I'm telling you, I mean, the way they've got it, I mean, and the, the thing that's funny about it is that everybody goes along they, with they, the program. They walk right in there. I mean, isn't that amazing that they actually do that? They walk into a, an enclosure uh, of the, set up so, by, uh, apparently, the enemy, the man, <laughs> with, a, with a big padlock on it. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, anyway, it's, it's ridiculous. And then you can't find any politicians that, you know, you could vote in. I mean, I guess Ron Paul comes the closest, but, yeah. you know, people, you no, know, these guys are much marginalized. More, yeah, but much more media. important is, uh, is you know, we've, we have to have uh, an in-depth discussion about John Edwards' uh, extra, extramarital affairs. That, that's, what, that's what's important. Well, you know, what's interesting about that is that that's more important, apparently, in the U.K. than it is in the U.S. because it's not being covered at all by major media at all. You're kidding me. No, it's like a big scandal amongst all the right wing talk show guys. They say, how really? come nobody It's like you won't, you know, it's like a, it's a page 10 thing. There's nobody in huh. the main me major media here that is covering it. They're all, oh, I don't know what to do about this. Really? Oh, no, it's, uh, I mean, the, the Brits love a good sex scandal, so, yeah, no, they're all over that. Yeah, no, this is very, you won't find it on the front page. In fact, if you go, I mean, I know the, the Telegraph and all the uh, British papers are covering it to an extreme, but here, nah. Mm. Well, like, since, you know, since we last spoke um, last week, uh, Obama is now being booed. Oh, he's being booed. Now. Yeah, yeah, he's being booed in places where he shows up. Um, uh, Paris Hilton, I, thank God, Paris Hilton's been pulled into politics. We, we were waiting for it. It was going to either be Amy Winehouse or Paris, but it's clearly it's Paris Hilton now involved in uh, our politics. Now this is the news you're getting over there because we have. I have seen no coverage. I'm looking at the New York Times. Wait, right now, you haven't the seen the Paris Hilton video. Oh no! Everyone's seen the Paris Hilton right. video. Okay, but but nobody's talking about Obama being booed. Oh, okay. No, no. I'm, uh, no this is this is a this is a talking points thing, and you know, I hear you know we talked about last week. You know, is, is Obama now getting arrogant? And there's all this anti-Obama type news, and uh, they're showing clips here. At least I saw it on. No, I saw it on on Fox News as well, and uh, and Sky News, which essentially is the same thing. Um, and uh, there's clips of him getting getting booed, and he's like, "Oh, oh hold on, let's be respectful." And so, it, of course, it's taken out. He he may be booed because he has poop on his shoe. I mean, it's taken out of context. I have, I have no idea why he's being booed. <laughs> why? That's the question. Why yeah. is he being booed? I don't know. They, you know that they're not going to tell me. Uh, but that doesn't matter. I'm, I'm interested in the positioning. That's more. That's more interesting than than fact. Let's see here. There's Obama, the end of black politics. This is New York Times. My beautiful London, the tall, cool drink of sewage. This is in the magazine, which has all these kinds of. Are you looking for Obama stories about him being booed? I can't find anything. I can't find that John Edwards is not definitely not on the front page of anything. Let me uh, do a search in the Times. I was just presuming about John Edwards. I'm like, and, and you, that must be front page news because it's talked about here. Yeah, no, everybody, uh, I'm telling you, this is one of the points of uh, interest. Uh, here's the New York Times search you got. There's the top story is not even about this. If you go down a couple ABC News, they point to saying Edwards admits to extramarital affair, and that's the end of that. Well, I, I think I know. No, I think I, I think I know what the problem is. I figured it out. Okay, let me just let me just because I saw it on my mobile phone this morning, 
And I just want to make sure before I, uh, here we go. Riel Hunter. See, the problem is she's not hot. That's the problem. That's why it's, that's why it's not a good news story. She's not. She's not hot. In fact, I, his <laughs> wife not. is hotter than she is. You know, what's he doing? If you're gonna, if, if you're gonna mess around, man, get someone who's hot. That's the problem. I'm looking at here's the story that ran in the Times by Catherine Seely or C L or I can't even pronounce her name. Oh here she is. Is this it? Reality Hunter? Yeah, yeah, Reality Hunter, yeah. See what I mean? Well, I you know what she's, she's well not, she's not hot. Yeah, no, she actually looks she looks British actually. <laughs> 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 so, but you know, that's the problem. She's not photogenic, so that no one wants her. <laughs> no, she's not very photogenic at all. She has. She looks like she's got a horse face, as oh. it were. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm not saying it in a bad way, but she has kind of a horse face, and she's got like this scrungy hair, and yeah. then she has a uh, kind of a kind of a Carly Fiorina smile. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, and why is she? Who, I wonder where she. Like this picture that I'm looking at is like she's posing for something. She's proud of herself. Oh, uh, but, uh, it's got some mugshot from Extra or whatever. Anyway, yeah, no, it's not. It's like you might be right. That actually could be the whole thing if she was like, you know, uh, it's got to, John. The, uh, the media why is so he, stupid. Like, have any affair with a Hollywood actress, you know, to make things interesting. Uh, I was watching. Uh, I was watching Fox. Oh, there was this great. You know, so I watched Fox News because I have to get my shot of reptilian uh, motion, and um, so uh, they have the live press conference where um, the officials at the White House are now going to lay out all the evidence uh, for Bruce Ivins. This is the uh, the researcher who was about to be indicted for uh, for sending the anthrax letters. And uh, mysteriously killed himself on massive quantities of Tylenol. <laughs> I know this is this yeah, is a great story. Right. So I mean, they couldn't even pin the patent angle to him, which I thought was actually you know when you're looking for a motive, is like he had a patent for the vaccine, and like okay, you know, wow, what a stretch. But you know, I'll I'll buy it if you guys can can stick it to him. They couldn't even do that. But then questions started, and this must have been like a. You know, like, not the, this must be like the South Wing or something. I have no idea where this was because I let fucking anybody into this press conference. So they're carrying it live on Fox News. And then I hear, um, she, she was, she was not on camera. And so I can hear an African American, uh, female voice. And she's saying, you know, so, um, what are you going to do about, uh, the families? Uh, p people who were affected by, um, you know, by the anthrax. There was, so it was some question kind of like that. It was kind of like a weird question. So like, so I turn up the volume. I'm listening. And then she launches into this, like, cause, cause I'm one of the affected, you know, and then within seconds, John, within seconds, <laughs> boom, um, Shep Smith or whoever it was, you know, came in with a voiceover and immediately, you know, it's like, okay, we'll come back to the, it was like, it, it's also like, now it's getting interesting. Now something cool is going to happen. Boom. You could just, you could almost hear the cue on camera. It's like, we're going back to Shep, Shep, covered up. Just amazing. <laughs> just amazing. Let's shut that woman up. I'm sure they were <laughs> pounding her with batons. <laughs> tasering shut her. Tasering up. her on the spot. Cause, <laughs> uh, we laugh, but it's not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> but we do laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I figured, I figured it all out. If, uh, you know, all my research, all my conspiracy theories, I finally figured it out, John. It, it, it was so easy and I'm, I'm enlightened today. I feel great.
No more, you, uh, no more reptiles, no more UFOs, no more nothing for me. I, I've been able to rationalize everything. The reptiles. <laughs> well, you were never into that. I hope. Uh, well, I mean, if you believe the, if you believe in the Niburu Planet X and, you know, there are reptilian origins, then you, you gotta kinda believe in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you like it. No, no, but I figured it out. The whole thing, actually, where it started for me is I, I started reading a lot about uh, Nikola Tesla. And uh, yes. What an amazing guy this was. I mean, he, let's, let's just list his inventions. Um, Niagara Falls power plant, <laughs> uh, alternating current, you know, the, I guess the electric generator in general, uh, radio wave transmission. I mean, this guy was into a lot of stuff. And, uh, and then you, you see a lot of this, uh, free energy concept. And this, of course, um, you could see as a, uh, as, as a huge hoax, conspiracy, et cetera, were it not that I've actually had some results with some of this with like the hydroxy booster. Um, but I've really, and I've, and, I, and so I've, I've met a lot of these people. I've been talking to them, uh, uh, over the past week and, you know, guys who are making Joe cells and, uh, and then this concept of zero point energy. And I, I think, you know, really at the, at the, the bottom end or the bottom line, if, and if you believe a Christ of all things as a, as a resource, Wikipedia, the JP, Mor- <laughs> the JP Morgan was, well, I have seen it in other places, but who knows? JP Morgan was one of Tesla's original investors, and I believe he acquired a lot of his patents. And Tesla, of course, never got around to making his, you know, his free energy device. And, I think probably that you know that whatever de- whenever the decision was made to have a petroleum based power society um there of course there was no chance left for uh, anyone 100 years ago when Tesla lived you know to continue with these experiments because you, know, you actually need money to to get these things going and to create them and to uh you know you need labs and materials and tools and dye and you name it and I think that probably uh, that is, is really the reason why we're in this messed up world right now is because act- science was actually stifled at that point in time. And it's carried on for quite a while. But now, of course, you know, as we're in 2008, um, there's a lot more resources to, to build and test things. And if you see what people are doing right now with this, you know, free energy concept and how far they've gotten, um, you've got to believe that there's, there is certainly a different dimension to our world that, you know, that we're not seeing or not able to see, but it does consist of movement energy and, you know, we are figuring out ways to harness this. I mean, and I know you've, you've had, you have some expertise in, in, in some of these fields, but clearly there's, there's something that we're, that we're latching onto. But at this point you have this, you know, classic kind of, uh, conundrum i guess where you know no one believes anyone you know because of course it's been hammered into our brains there's no perpetual motion there's no machine there's no creating energy without you know without any other loss of energy or you know it, it has to equal up etc um and then of course yeah, it's called, that's by the way that's called physics but go ahead well yeah absolutely and but there are a lot of uh, physicists who are now saying hey you know we have to perhaps look at rewriting the laws of physics because there are some there's something here that is definitely new i mean you've never heard of this so your approach to this your own you know obsession with kind of a crackpot ideology 
yeah. is to dig a deeper hole. No, no, not yet. Wait, bear with me. That, bear with me. Okay. Bear, bear with me. Because at the, at the, the absolute, so, you know, we have, frantically, the, uh, the people who really own the world have to keep everything running on energy that they can control. Because, of course, you know, there's, there is some definite control in the oil market. Um, and a part of the whole scam and actually money come, it comes secondary to this whole scam is keeping us away from finding the free energy. Because if you actually have energy that anyone can create for free and you don't have to buy anything and you can pretty much make it out of magnets or whatever it is, uh, then really the whole structure of everything falls apart. You don't, you don't need a whole bunch of things because they're based on energy that costs money. And that's kind of at the basis of our entire society. So you think I'm digging a deeper hole by following yeah, this think, trail? But there's a couple of things here that need to be addressed besides the fact that you're digging a deeper hole. Yeah, see, but, uh, I, but I like explaining these things to you because then you really help me evolve my thinking. So please, shoot no, away. No, I, I, I've, I've had... My, actually, my influence on you in this regard seems to have the opposite effect. <laughs> I mean, if, if anybody... It's good, you know, it's, it's good. Like, it's like, it's like you the push marriage me deeper. of the two, the two people that, you know, they make each other's life worse. Okay. So, um, so, that's, not, so that's nonsense. But I love you more uh, for it. Yeah. So... Um, First of all, you're advocating. I mean, it seems to be a base hope that something ridiculously uh, impossible could happen to destroy society. So, I, so I think the basis for this kind of thinking is. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm not hoping well, you for said something. Yourself, you know, the whole thing is a mechanism. The whole society, till mechanism is based on this, you know, this need to buy oil or yes. it's an oil economy. So you disagree with you that? Remove no, it is an oil economy, but that's just the way it is. It yeah. just evolved that way. It okay. wasn't decided by J.P. Morgan. I know what we'll do. No, anyway, no, I'm not. No, no, no. Hold on a second. I didn't say that. I said that he's. It. No, no. I mean, no. Here's what I'm implying. He's one of the several names that we've spoken about. Put Rockefeller in there. You know, um, and uh, I definitely think that there that there was an option to people who already had a lot of money at the time. To say, hey, you know what? This is this shit works pretty good. This oil stuff, you know. Let's let's get into this business. Let's control it all. I mean, that's pretty much proven that that's what's happened. And that then we'll be rich beyond our wildest dreams. I mean, that and isn't all of society is based upon that? And that's why those guys uh, will do whatever it takes to continue themselves to to get richer. You know, and uh, upon. Uh, upon the shoulders of this oil idea came the whole banking system and all this money. I mean, this is all, they're all behind that. I mean, you've got to agree with some of that. I think the banking system was pretty evolved by the 1800s. But anyway. Yeah, derivatives and uh, uh, subprime mortgage lending? No. Well, that's just recent. Yeah, exactly. So let me ask this question, just change the subject slightly. Do you think that in England, it's, you know, because there's the British are known for eccentrics and eccentricities. Do you think it's maybe like in the water <laughs> or the kind of tea that you drink or, or they poison people specifically to make them wacky? No, I'm not wacky, dude. No, I'm not saying about you. I'm just talking in general. No, I don't you know, think so. It's your, I, just I think coincidentally, it's, it's, no, no, you're it's, in uh, England and you're getting more eccentric as you live I think there it's, longer. No, I think it's more like cabin fever because you're on an island. You know, it's like Gilligan's Island. There's... 60 million plus people on it. So, we, we, so we're, a couple of us are bound to go nuts after a while. 
You know that there is a thing called island fever that people who move to Hawaii suffer from often. Yeah. They're not used to. It. Yeah, I and, think I should go try I, that sickness. I'll go there for a while. <laughs> but but I always wonder about the British Isles because when I'm over there, you never feel that you're on an island at all. I don't. So I don't know how the people like maybe yourself get to the island. You know, island fever kind of state. Right. Well, it's it's that, a big ass island. First of all. Um, yeah. so, so you feel more like you're going to the coast. Of course, it was um, originally connect, connected to France. The, you know, there was land there. In fact, it's still there. It's just it's, it's uh, eroded. It's underwater now. But it used to be a part of the mainland. I mean, it was connected. There was an actual road. It was. I've, I've dumbfounded you now. Yeah, you didn't know that there was. Yeah, I, I mean, think what, in, what was the, when, when did the road go away? Uh, when uh, when the water beat it. It just no, kept, I realize that. We yeah. talked about the year. Oh, uh, I believe the the road was um, uh, a Roman period. So the Romans they drove to uh, well, the I'm, British Isles. I'm uh, I'm basing chariots, this. Rather, no, <laughs> Ben Hur Ben Ben Hur went there and uh, conquered England. <laughs> now I was watching a documentary about early English man and you know where he came from and. Uh, it was a BBC documentary, so I'll, I'll, I have that in pretty high regard. And, you know, then they said, okay, and, and so this, and they actually showed, and they showed geological surveys, and they said, this is, this was a road. It went off to, uh, to like the middle part of France, and it, it was an actual landmass that was just connected. Oh, you know, I can find out for you. I'll go, I'll go and do the research and find out when it was built or what, when there was a road there. Maybe it was just dirt. And it was it actually a road. Yeah, it was just, dirt. It was probably <laughs> dirt. It was it, a, it was eight, two, it was two <laughs> ditches. Okay, it was one ditch going that way, the other ditch going the other way. But the, it was connected. So that's maybe that's a psychological. Maybe that still makes it feel like it's attached. You know, it's not really. It was probably connected a million years ago. I mean, it's like the, it's like the you know the Bering Strait where the you know they, the Koreans and the Asians waltzed over to North America and they you know became you know Eskimos and Indians. Uh, it was a while back. Yeah. Well, let's go back even further when the whole Earth was just one big giant land mass that split apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now now back to my free energy, dude. Oh, brother. Go on. Well, have you seen any of and have you seen any of these experiments with or you know actual working models of generators that are based on magnets and that actually work? No, I oh. haven't okay. seen anything in this regard that actually works. Well, there's a lot of examples and a lot, lot of different uh, uh, versions, and, and you know, there's a lot of there's still a lot of um, hydrogen type stuff that people are doing. But I've kind of figured out what the problem is. First of all, anyone who's into this stuff and is actually going to spend time in his garage building it is, of course, kooky. And then people like you, of course, ridicule them, and we all we're all <laughs> we're already kind of weak to start with, and we're kind of uh, introverted. And then you know, well, the, no, I like the way you're siding with these people. Totally, we, to we, we, you got we, a mouse in your pocket. We, yeah. we, we're totally we, we're, we're totally introverted, we. and then you, you push us back into the garages. But here's here's the big problem: is all these guys are trying to get patents, and uh, you know they're trying to make money, and then of course investors rip them off because it's, it's not they're not really investors; they're just people who are you know trying to grab stuff to go figure out patents themselves I mean, all this stuff which is basically if, if we're talking about something that that is easy enough to be made in your garage well no one's ever going to make any money on it 
And that's kind of why it never gets off the ground. And then, you know, and, and by the way, they used to just kill the guys who came out and, uh, and said, Oh, I've got some free energy. <laughs> they stopped doing that about 15, 20 years ago. So now they just ridicule you, you know, with the, with the John Dvorak fucking slash blog army who just want to, you know, stop the world from being saved by having free energy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, they used to kill him. I know that guy who did the pill. You dropped into a 55-gallon drum of water. You What's put that? the pill in there, and boom, fuel. <laughs> uh, they killed that guy. They, first, they stole his invention. And then they beat killed him. him. Up. By the way, they didn't just kill him. They First, they beat him up, and then they killed him. <laughs> John, this is I'm telling you. So I'm off of the aliens, the UFOs, and the reptiles, but I think that this is where the real problem of the universe is. And if we understand this and we see the change in physics, in the, in the laws of physics as we know them, we're gonna, that's when we're going to really unlock our true potential. We're going to create some amazing stuff. I do you know, believe that. Apparently. <laughs> but again, you know, I don't know what it is they're drinking over there. But, it, but let's take, a, uh, you know, anyone who wants to, to deal with this can go to... Uh, YouTube and type in zero point energy and look for some videos and you'll find plenty of guys on there. And all you have to do is watch any one of dozens of these guys pontificate for the hour and a half that he feels like chatting uh, with that crazy comic book guy style of talk and this like whack job concepts uh, you just know the guy should be, you know, it's just like one step away from the loony bit. So I mean, you, you just so wait you, for exactly, some guy John, with a big net to you come are, behind you are give, Thank you for giving me the perfect example of why civilization cannot progress. It is exactly that attitude that you just just sent out that is, I mean, how can you be so, how can you ridicule? Have you ever seen yourself? <laughs> I wouldn't I give you a freaking dime on the street, dude. <laughs> You know, and if and if you came out and said, "Oh, look, I've got zero point energy," you know, you would be laughed at right out of uh, Silicon Valley. I mean, this is the problem. We've got to stop exactly. this. I would be laughed out of Silicon Valley. This is true. This is the problem, though. This is this How is why we're not getting what our birthright, man. Free energy. <clears throat> All right. All right. As, long, as long as I was able to entertain you. Yeah. Well, the hole is deeper. Is all I can tell you. Right. Well, keep your eye on that hole because, you know. Oh, wait a minute. I think your next transition, let me predict it. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm visualizing it. <laughs> Where am I going next? It's coming. Anti-gravity. Oh, it's all a part of it. No, no it's, it's definitely a part of it. The uh, uh, the zero-point energy is um, mixed in with anti-gravity. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude. That's fine. You can laugh. Yeah, hey, you know, if you get that free energy, let me know. I mean, I'll take a piece of it. Yeah, well, of course. Uh, it has to be made for all mankind. No one can own it. It just has to be out there. So you can say, oh, I need a little energy right now and just uh, pick up a rock and some gaffer tape and uh, make a battery. <laughs> you know, have a couple, string a couple magnets together, put it under your, uh, your Nikes and you go, your wheels and you're off to the races. I mean, well, why not? I would recommend anybody out there just go to YouTube and decide for yourself. Yes, very good. Please Don't do that. Listen. Yeah. Don't in fact, look me. for no. Look for uh, what was the, one of the first Don't. ones I saw? Don't listen to me. Don't listen to your college professors. 
Now, go look at um, the race to zero point energy. That's the one you want to watch on YouTube. That's a good starting point. I have one that I blogged some couple years ago of this guy. Um, well, anyway, I'll look it up. I'll put it on. I'll put it. I'll reblog it. Okay. Actually, or anybody out there who has some of the more wacky ones, I'd be interested in those. <laughs> it's not wacky. Why don't you just say uh, challenging or interesting? Just because you don't understand that doesn't mean it has to be wacky. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody sent me an email saying I this something should, that you need help. You know that I <laughs> I need help. He <laughs> said, you know, poor Adam is getting worse. Is there anything you can do can you for help? him? Can you help the man. <laughs> Uh, hey, man, Bubba didn't send us any uh, any stuff to follow up on. I thought it was... Uh, I don't think we... We didn't have we didn't anything have, to follow up on. No, we didn't have any uh, uh, teasers. Uh, okay. Just ended. Hey, did someone really send that? Adam needs help? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right, then let me switch gears for a second. Uh, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae. Hello. Yeah, well, you know, it's just the way it goes. Hello. Oh, come on, man. And now, uh, this, Royal this Bank of best, Scotland. This is as close as we get to zero point energy. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying so to get run no, a bank, run no. a bankrupt operation, and then get bailed out. <laughs> no, we were talking about that last week. You know, and I said that the whole system is coming crashing down. You're like, oh, I don't think so, dude. This is bad. I mean, it's hit the U- the UK is literally bankrupt. You know, they've they've got this. So we, mo- oh, we, oh, we it, then it worked. <laughs> yeah, success. How did we get all these overseas investors suckered into this? Is what amazes me. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was the Royal Bank of Scotland. The thing is, it's three banks now. It's the Fortis Bank, which is um, French and Belgian, I think. Then you have uh, AB. And so um, Fortis and uh, Royal Bank of Scotland. They bought AB and Amro for fifty billion dollars. Oops, and they bought it just before the, uh, the 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 subprime crisis hit, and so you know these guys are like really hurting. Royal Bank huh. of Scotland, it's the second largest um, loss reported by a UK bank in history. And it's, what's interesting is the news reports don't tell us what the biggest loss was, but I'm pretty sure it was Northern Rock. Well, you know, these guys, apparently they're not very good at their business. Yeah, but but look at what's happening now in the States. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, who's going to pay for it? Tax. Taxpayers are going to pay for that. Yeah, well, you know, they always find some sucker. Yeah, yeah, but it seems like these numbers are getting kind of big, John, and it's not over yet. I mean, come on, give us some uh, professional prognostication I think, here. I think, it's, I think it's just a sign of the bottom. Okay. Why don't you invest now and let me know how that goes, okay? Uh, I'll, I would say that right after the elections is an ideal time to invest. And then I'll let you know how it goes until the elections, you know, it's going to be like this. And then what? And then as you predict, the stock market's going to go crazy. It's going to go up if, if, uh, McCain is uh, elected. Actually, I think either one of them, but I don't think Obama's going to win. Uh, even though, you know, everyone goes, Oh, how can he not win? He's already won somehow. Uh, so, I, uh, I don't see that. I don't see he's won already. Oh, that most of the people here do. Yeah, which I think is part of the scheme. Of course, is to just to push that image out there because then it because the public is so fickle, especially the U.S. public, mm. that they're going to start saying, "Well, you know, it's guys thought he had it wrapped up. You know, he's 
No, it's this I whole arrogant thing. It's, it's the whole booing thing. Dewey Truman, you know, all over again. Well, <laughs> interesting. I think that, um, I mean, it seems like this is a, a, a total media manipulation. You know, the word is out. Okay, now let's call the guy arrogant. Now let's make him look funny. And uh, I, I'm actually, I'm still kind of with uh, with Lyndon LaRouche on that he may not even make the nomination at all. Well, you know, they're still, you know, now their right-wing talk show guys are revealing that Hillary had a meeting. Right, in yeah, yeah, I heard about San this. San Francisco, and she, she went at her meeting, she says, you know, it's not over till, she didn't say this, but it was just, the kind of message was, it's not over till it's over, and maybe somebody should place my name in, you know, a nomination, yeah, right, at least right, symbolically, right, right. so we can all walk away as a united party, and blah, 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 but it looks... It, According to, of course, this could all be bull too, you know, just to stir up things, but the uh, uh, to create fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Mm. Uh, you know, supposedly Hillary's folks are calling all those super delegates who can do whatever they want when they finally right, get to the, right. Oh, they, right now we got now we got to make some. Yeah, so, the, so this is what we talked about, man. That they that, that could that they could always go back to the super delegates and uh, make them change your mind, and anything could happen. Anything that Obama does could make those superdelegates change their mind easily. Right, and there's another month to go, or almost a month. Of which uh, uh, he's he's going on vacation for a week or two. And by the way, right, yeah. Clinton, uh, Clinton never actually stopped her campaign. She suspended it, remember? Yeah, no, she never fully, right, right. She's still playing the game somehow. And I guess this is her strategy, which uh, this is the argument she'd make. She'd say, look. I never really quit. I never said I did. I just said that, you know, what I, you know, she'll have some parsing thing. I and mean, this is Bill's old thing. You know, you say one thing and mean another. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, say this is, was the strategy all along because the way it was going, you know, it looks like this was the way we could, because our job was to get the nomination any way we could that was legitimate. Mm. And this is the way we went. And if, you know, this guy thought he was a, the winner all along, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I wasn't anointing him. Yeah. Now he's he's been doing some kind of wacky interviews too, saying some kind of suggestive stuff. Well, he's at the point where there is a. Uh, see, I still have one of the problems I have, and I think it's going to the public eventually is going to go. Has this guy ever actually held a job? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Well, I mean, what is, I mean, he was a college professor for a while, but essentially he's a you know talk about your professional politician. This guy was a politician from the get-go. Clinton. Uh, no, I'm talking about Obama. Obama. Oh, okay. I don't know if Clinton's held a job either, to be honest about it. <laughs> but um, it's like, I mean, there were, was he ever a paper boy? Did he ever sell lemonade on the corner? Did he ever work in a factory? Did he ever work in a gas station? Did he ever work in a supermarket? Did hmm. he ever was he ever in the union? Was he a union man or is he or ever a member of some local union? I don't know. And has he ever done anything? Uh, and so now he's going to, you know, direct a, a, this, you know, biggest country or not the biggest, or but the, the most powerful country in the world with no work experience except, you know, lecturing <laughs> about law. I just kind of I think that's kind of frightening. Well, let me see. Let me look at his. Uh, there must be a bio on his website that says what he did. Has it, I mean. It wouldn't surprise me that no one's ever just bothered to look at his at his bio. Well, a community organizer, which is a volunteer job. You know, that's what, uh, you know, women in the Hamptons do, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Meet the candidate. Let me see. Born in Hawaii. 
August 4th, 1961. Grew up, blah, blah, college years. Oh, man, he went straight from... Let me see. Yeah, here we go. Uh, he went on to earn his law degree from Harvard in 91, where he became the first African-American president of Harvard Law Review. Soon after, he returned to Chicago to practice as a civil rights lawyer and teach constitutional law. What does that mean? Like an internship? Uh, I don't know. Finally, his advocacy work led him to run for the Illinois State Senate. No, it doesn't. I mean, there's nothing about paper routes, that's for sure. No, as far as I can tell, he's never worked. Hmm. So, okay, we got a guy who's never worked for a living (laughs) running the country. Great. That's what we need. Yeah, they're all chipped. They're all robots. They can't help it. So, uh, anyway, I think that's going to, at some point, we're going to go, wait a minute. I've got more experience than this guy. Why am I voting for him? And so they'll vote for the old man. Really, you think so? Yeah. Oy vey. Well. My wife has another theory kind of why they were going to vote for the old man. It's because the last two presidents we've had have both been baby boomers. Right. And they've both been fuck-ups. And we want a father and figure. Is that it? Want some old, you know, somebody with, you know, yeah, somebody that's just not in that generation. Yeah, it could be. I don't know, man. He doesn't, he, I mean, that, it, it, again, it doesn't and the, matter. The rationale, if you look at the rationale people have to vote for him, is, I mean, he's well-spoken. That we can, yeah. <laughs> really? Well spoken? That's what they say about me. Well spoken. But the, no, the thing that they say is, well, he represents this. He represents that. You know, he represents change and he represents, you know, the kind of forward thinking that I, you know, agree with. But fine. I mean, you can represent that all you want. I mean, it just doesn't mean but you can actually do, do something about it. You know, it's like, uh, okay, you know, fine. I mean, I admire the symbolism of the guy. The fact that he's symbolic of this and that, but, and I think a lot of Democrats would love to get, you know, I mean, both parties, as far as I'm concerned, would love to be the party that has the first woman president and the first, or the first black president. Sure, sure. Because they have bragging rights. You know, yeah. it's like Nixon going to China, you know, how come the Democrats couldn't pull that off? Right. You know, they're the big, you know, socialists, mm-hmm. and they couldn't, you know, do any deal with China, but so Nixon did it. So the... Republicans had bragging rights and, you know, they both parties would like to have, you know, the first black president. And so the Democrats are, you know, putting everything they can into this guy. But, you know, their backup strategy is to have Hillary run. So they, they're they either going to get the first black or the first woman if either one of them can win. Yeah, I think Hillary has a real shot. If I look at, if I look at the landscape, it was uh, Hillary Clinton against uh, McCain. I, I think she'd have a real shot. I mean, I you know, forgetting, for you know, forgiving, of course, the the rigged, diebold voting machines, etc. The rigged machines helps the Republicans. Let's face it. Yes. Now, uh, but let's take another look at that assertion. I think that if Hillary, I don't, th- I think either one of them is going to have trouble. I think they're both unelectable personally. But if Hillary ran, and by the way, I think it'd be really funny if she pick, could, could talk Obama into being the VP, yeah, which well, was the initial. My that initial was, that was your initial theory, right? 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 That that is completely unelectable. Completely, but let's just say that it's her and somebody else, or whoever. Uh, I think that if if they bamboozle the party and and somehow screw Obama out of the nomination, they're going to lose all the black voters. Period. In fact, I think a lot of them might even vote 
Republican. Mm. And then they're also going to lose all these young people that are, or half of them are middle-aged, actually, idealists who are all for Obama because of what he represents and symbolizes. And they're going to be really irked. Right. I just think there's, you know, they're going to just get a poor turnout. You saw Jesse Jackson's thing, right? It was uh, that they caught of him yeah, talking right. about that Obama. Two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, no, he's a, but Jackson is, you know, nobody's, uh, he's out of the picture. I, no, I think that he's not relevant anymore. Over, yeah, I think that even blew over really fast. It just showed, you know, what a, you know, what he's become, which is, you know, he, you know, you know, he did that on purpose. You think? Guy's a media whore. I mean, he yeah. knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I mean, you don't sit there at that level, sitting there mic'd up. You know, and then put your hand slightly over the mic. Actually, essentially cupping it. Hey, essentially to Can direct you your voice into it. Can you hear me now, sound engineer? Here we go. Let me say something. Yeah. You know, he might even tip somebody off to say, hey, you know, you might want to be recording these these off, you know, off-air uh, comments. Just a thought and, there. You know, who knows? But whatever the case was, it was uh, uh, pretty funny. But it didn't. It blew over. Anyway, just so for people who didn't see it, Jesse Jackson says, I'd like to cut Obama's nuts off for the way he talks down to black people. I think that's pretty much exactly what he said. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. But, you know, it was, it was staged, I think. Oh, man, there's so much going on. What? Well, just in general, we just yeah, ran out of material when he said that. Well, no, just all, no, all that stuff. I mean, there's, it's the way the media is. I mean, it's just fascinating. Oh, by to the watch. way, here's, here's another thing that's going on. I think that people are, have to pay attention to. If you people who listen to the show will, will enjoy this tip. Over the num- last number of years, McCain used to go on the John Stewart show a lot. I think he probably still comes out. He probably more than any other politician in exchanges. Uh, Gags. Yeah, the Republicans are more likely to to hire, and I think McCain was trying to figure out how he could hire some some joke writers. Uh, Ronald Reagan had like a couple of joke writers on staff, and so he could do essentially material. I don't think the Democrats. I think they rarely do this because they're so humorless, generally speaking. And uh, so McCain obviously has somebody working for him now because he came up with one the other day, which is obviously professionally written. Very funny, seemed like an ad lib, but it was, you know, he was starting to do the talk show circuit, circuit now. Yeah, yeah. So he's showing up here and there uh, on the radio talk shows, uh, the right wing ones. Mm-hmm. And and so Obama has. But there are no uh, other radio talk shows except right wing ones, except for this one. And this is such an undirected piece of garbage. This is a zero point energy talk. <laughs> no one will show up on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ron Paul would. But oh, anyway, yeah, if we so, asked them, oh, that would be interesting. Okay, anyway. Maybe we can get Lyndon LaRouche. That, that would fit in with our theme. <laughs> crackpot theme. Come anyway, on, so. they're not all crackpots. Don't don't talk like that. That's not. Didn't your mom teach you anything? No. So anyway, uh, let's... Okay, so, so the latest gag going around. So they had, uh, you know, Obama comes out with this. We can save the next billions of dollars in go, uh, gas if everyone kept their tires inflated properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, right. This is the uh, the the pressure gauge thing. Yeah. Yeah. So then the next thing the Democrat or the Republicans come out with is apparently this is a 
is a pressure gauge <laughs> that has on the side of it emblazoned Obama's energy policy. <laughs> and, so, and they were awesome, handing this out it? to people, right? And so... Uh, so Obama comes back on the air and says, you know, they're criticizing me for, and then he says, this stupid tire pressure gauge thing, I'm, you know, it's only part of this, that, and the other thing. And he was like a little annoyed by it, but he was handling it with some humor. And so, the, but the McCain line, which, which has shown up since, which is, McCain said, the line is as follows. He says, well, you know, he talks about tire pressure gauges and this kind of thing and that kind of thing. He says, this is not an energy policy. It's a public service announcement. <laughs> it is. Well, I heard about. I went back and I I, I listened to the original um, speech that that Obama gave. He did that a, a couple of times. So it was one of the one of the speeches, but this was presented as the speech that it came from. And he didn't. It, it didn't come across very well to begin with. You know, it, it, with the tire gauge. Thing. Yeah, you know, it's like get you know get your car tuned at regular interval. I mean, basically, what he was saying. <laughs> Public service. Well, this is yeah, okay. Well, no, but he he was combating the Republic, you know, McCain's energy policy by saying, you know, the the amount of energy that McCain's plan will save can be achieved by just keeping your tire pressure in check. You know, that's what he was. It, it was not well thought out to start with. It was it was almost. You'd almost think someone set Obama up with that one. I mean, how easy is it to see that that's a great one for a gag? Yeah. Well, anyway, so when, as soon as I heard the line about this public service announcement, I th immediately said, McCain's got some joke writers now. Yeah. So we're going to hear some good, these some one good line. Shit. Yeah, some good Constantly. stuff coming. Well, so, so I think, you know, this is the thing that no journalist, as far as I can tell, has actually investigated. Um, so we have this Paris Hilton response to um uh mccain's use of paris hilton and britney spears in uh and you know in an anti-obama ad but who made that it was on funny or die but who actually produced that i mean that was well written that was well produced and quite honestly it was complete what paris hilton suggested was completely what president bush said in his weekly radio address i mean it's completely the republican plan yeah I know. It looked like it, the whole thing was, you know, a supposedly a criticism of McCain. No, but it wasn't. Here, no, it was. It was a Republican ad, as far as I could tell. You know, I feel exactly the same way. Even though the Democrats seem to have missed the point on this. For one thing, if you look at the entire process, first it was the original ad with Britney and Paris, and equating Obama with some sort of like a, a dimwit. Wait. Then, then, we, then, then we had the next piece. The next piece was. The Hiltons were really pissed off because they had exactly. both given money to, to McCain, right? Right. So they get all bent out of shape, supposedly, mm -hmm. complaining that how they gave money to McCain, but they didn't expect their daughter to be ridiculed in the process and blah, 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 blah. So they get there's, there's more publicity for both the ad. And by the way, you know, McCain doesn't have the budget Obama has. So he's doing a lot of the kind of uh, really grassroots, fake grassroots, astroturf type promotions that gets you free for you know you don't need to pay for these ads no it's viral seek them out totally it's yeah it's they're viral and it's like the it's like the apple macintosh 1984 ad that only ran once and was must is still being watched yeah still must must see copied everywhere i think you're absolutely right on that john and um and what just amazing amazes me is that because paris hilton is perceived as to be rich 
Um, everyone, you know, the, everyone automatically assumes, oh man, Paris is so funny. What a great, 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 you know, great way to respond. But no one is actually saying, you know, who fucking produced this thing? Who paid who for it? it? Who wrote yeah. it? It's brilliant. And by the way, it's the, cause I listen to the presidential radio address each week. It's a podcast. It is exactly the same words that Bush used in, in saying to, you know, Congress, the Democratic Congress has gone on vacation. Um, you know, without, uh, without signing this, uh, our energy bill, uh, and any, any, he used the exact same words that Paris Hilton used. This is the way we should do it. You know, we should, uh, you know, whatever later tax credits, you know, uh, we'll use that yeah, for no, alternative I mean, energy. Was extremely well thought out, you know, as a, uh, policy. And so it was written by somebody else. She, I, it, she doesn't look like she was using a prompter. No, uh, she's a little uh, actress. She, she's good. She can act. Yeah, so she can memorize her lines, and they probably did it in about three or four takes. And uh, you know the hot thing she keeps throwing in. It was, it was funny. Hot. Yeah, it was funny. It was very funny. It was very uh, endearing. Ben, you're right. I'm totally convinced that the whole thing's part of this grand scheme to stretch the advertising budget, and yeah. it just it, it gets more attention than anything. I mean, what you know, what has Obama done that's even remotely that well, interesting? Well, I'm, I'm just I'm especially interested because, as far as I can tell, this thing was launched on FunnyOrDie.com. Which is, you know, really Mark Kwame's baby. Mark Kwame is, um, of Sequoia Capital. And, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't know anything about, uh, you know, the other people in Funny or Die, but I'm just thinking there's all kinds of interesting connections to be made there. You know, who, who actually came up with this? Who did it? I mean, why, why don't we just find out? It's, <laughs> no, inter- it's interesting. You know, it's like, it's just like the, you know, it's like it's zero like point energy. I, I, I want to know. Paris Hilton and Zero Times, Point Energy. That New York Times article that uh, ran about uh, lulls that we talked about. Oh, I heard on, that on Twitter. That was pretty good. I heard that. Well, it's there's the a same picture thing. of a kid yeah. in the article, and they don't tell you who he is. It's just like they it's just give a kid. It's a stock photo. Thing. They took it off of Facebook. They just <laughs> they just take this picture. Here, use this one. It's like you know. I mean, we're not. These guys aren't doing any. I mean, you're right. Exactly. I mean, actually, I didn't think it that far along, but. Yeah, where is the reporting? Who wrote this? Who? And and by the way, now somebody will eventually do that, but it'll be dead. You have to do this immediately. Yeah, there's something. There's something else that's happening. Is that um, all kinds? I mean, there's all kinds of plagiarism going on. Where um, smaller newspapers that have a website, you know, they're literally stealing entire reviews and copies. A, a copy from other. Uh, you know, like the Guardian in the UK, you know, and they're and they're reprinting that in the US as as news. They're actually putting it into their papers now. Because uh, you know, I think it's licensed, though, don't you think? No, 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 no. No, I've heard a couple stories. Of it was not licensed. It happened to us. Um, you know, Games Weasel. Yeah. So uh, Matt Cuddle uh, does Games Weasel. It's a, which is a great uh, video games video show. There's also an audio version, and so he does an audio version, a video version, and he also. Uh, publishes on the on the on his blog, you know, his show notes. He publishes the um, you know, the 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 text of it. it's a script. You know, he scripts it, he writes it, and then he records it. And uh, so we found out that the Scotsman, which is not a really small publication, uh, right. but, but they've been reprinting his exact text for like the past three months really? as as their video as their weekly video game review. Kidding? No, no, no. And it's a uh, well. So they hired some some chick. I forget what her, what her name is. 
um, you know, to write video game reviews because she looked the part. You know, it's one of these pieces where it's a weekly column and there's a picture of her and she looks like she's cool and hip and would totally know everything about video games. And she apparently has just been copying it every week off of our site. And Scotsman has just been printing it. <laughs> this is well, how that's it, pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Don't these people know anything about the law or, you know, Well, this, they're, they're not checking that. You know, this is, this is my point is, you know, there's all well, kinds I mean, of plagiarism. about the girl? Can she write? I mean, she's got to steal somebody else's material. No, no, of course she can't. No, no. And what are you going to do about it, right? So, you know, of course we send off a letter, but, you know, I, you know, I don't want to go through a lawsuit, you know, even, even if we're right. I mean, what point, you know, it's just, the only people going to win are the lawyers. I know that. Yeah, game. No, typically the problem with these, uh, but yeah. you could stop it at least. Oh no, I'm no, sure we, oh stop. it stopped. No, it stopped. Believe me, it stopped. But you know, you really want to ridicule them and shame them, and there's just not much you can do. You know, give us some free ads in the Scotsman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Thanks. Why not? Huh? Well, yeah. Well, that's I think the blogging mentality thing is what you you know. It's I think it's cre- I think a lot of people don't know. You know what an excerpt is, what fair use is, and they don't. You know, in fact, I always have to tell my the guys a blog for me at dvorak dot org slash blog that uh, you know they're sometimes overdoing the excerpting. You know, you can't just take the whole damn thing. Yeah. And um, you know, the AP is concerned about it, and Reuters is irked. Because I think the, ma- the main that. thing that that I've heard, uh, and I think this came from AP, what they really hate is like the headline. If you steal the headline. Because you know the news they they consider it's the news, and uh, you know you should be able to uh, to copy a portion, link to the original, etc. But they really don't like you taking their headlines. They want you to come up with your own headline. Well, generally speaking, your own headline sh- should be an improvement. I don't think their heads are that great. No, but you know um, what I'm saying. You know, I can understand yeah. where they're coming from on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's probably a better. I think you you know I think if you're a blogger in particular. You know, your headlines, which get end up in the RSS feed, they have to be compelling. They have to be great, yeah. Well, the, the people don't understand this. It's like there are still people in my life who send me email with an empty subject. I mean, how stupid is that? And that's You've got to be marketing for anyone you send email to. The subject line has got to say it all. That's what's going to get your email clicked on because increasingly, of course, your email is scrolling off the screen. Yeah, in fact, I have like uh, two or three days of email. And I, 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 still, I mean, I look through. For one thing, the, all the spam gets moved over, so this is not spam. It's generally, you know, something press releases and people are, you know, have something to tell me. And I'll scroll uh, through. I just look, 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 look. You know, oh, yeah. there's Curry said once something. Let's see what he said. Bam, I'll click on that. Or scroll, 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 scroll. From now on, every email I send you is going to have a subject zero point energy. <laughs> uh, so I'm assured you're going to open it up. <laughs> well, that'll keep, keep me from opening it. That's one way of uh, doing it. Free energy! Exclamation point. <laughs> that'll get you. Know, that'll probably end up getting thrown in a spam box. Anyway, <laughs> then I, I go down and I find something else that's like some reader I'd never heard of, and he's got some interesting subject line. I guess he wants to tell me something, so I click on it. And it might be a link to a story that I can blog, or something I should be reading, or some correction to our show, which is pretty common. Yeah. And. uh you know, you guys got that wrong too. <laughs> oh, we forgot to say. Uh, by the way, we don't know anything about anything. <laughs> right, that's our new. That's got to be our new subline. No you know? agenda. <laughs> we don't know anything about nothing. <laughs> that's, that's a that's a that's a like T-shirt, <laughs> and we like it that way. Damn it. 
All right, John, I'll cut you loose. You, you, I can tell you're not feeling too well. No, I'm fine. But no, it, it we just... haven't had any rants from you. I've been pushing you all, all throughout the whole show. I just can't get you to rant. Fine. You, you've, you've basically buried me. You know, for, <laughs> with the dirt you've been throwing out of that hole you're digging. Just give yourself a day and think about it, John. Are you doing it already? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm zoning out as we, as we speak, listening to the fine ones <coughs> of the. Yes, our Marriott Jazz Quartet. Uh, you in town next week? We're gonna have dinner. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I have to be home before nine though because I'm doing my uh, Dutch radio show, and that means I have to. Do, it starts at nine p.m. San Francisco time. Oh, okay. Well, every night. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll just do something early. Yeah. Uh, or for, we could do Friday because uh, I can I can stay out late on Friday. We can play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, say hi to the family, John. Will do. All right. Um, that's it for this week. Coming to you from uh, the United Kingdom. I'm Adam Curry. And I'm John C. Dvorak here in the Pacific Northwest. And we'll talk to you again next week, right here on No Agenda, where we don't know anything about nothing.